Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello one and all, and welcome to Behind the Glass. I'm your host, Sam, from the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass. And I'm Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales. Yes, you are. Uh, each week we get together, we talk about cars, motorsport, F1, car, what else? Cars? Cars. We talk cars, about cars, cars. We? <laughs> <laughs> You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can watch us on youtube.com forward slash Behind the Glass. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications. And Tony, if people want to support this podcast, what should they do? Watch it. No. <laughs> <laughs> but also head to Patreon. You can support us on patreon.com forward slash behind the glass. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Tony, we are back. It's season five. Can you believe it? Of behind the glass. Oh, I think you make this up, mate. I do. Season five. It means nothing. See, there's no reason why it's season five. I just decided let's start a new season because moving forward, season five is going to be dedicated to electric vehicles. Oh, what? Really? <laughs> I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> As if. <laughs> just wanted to get your reaction. Um, but no, it's, it's not. It's just I wanted to start a new season because I like starting afresh every now and again with, you know. Halfway through the year. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we are kicking off season five with our biggest behind the glass live. Yeah, everybody. Thank Thank you for coming down. Give yourself a round of applause. We are, I think we've got like 100 and 125 people here today or something like that. Unbelievable. Which it is unbelievable. Lots of friendly, smiley faces. And Tony, you'll be happy there are some girls. Well. <laughs> I think they're all plus ones. Has any girl here bought a ticket independently of their male partner? Nope. <laughs> That's that then. Well, I did see that coming. But anyway, you know, um, there's a pigeon, by the way, for viewers. Uh, there's a pigeon stuck in a sort of rafter up there, which I feel like midway through this podcast is going to attack either Tony or I, and it's going to be a very dramatic moment. But for now, we'll try and stay focused. Um, anyway, as has become tradition, I suppose, with these behind the glass live events, we're kicking things off with a rate my ride section because outside there is an insane array of cars there are like lots of different shapes and sizes and i think we maybe oversold the parking lot because <laughs> uh yeah it's a little bit rammed out there but it's it's good it's exciting to see right very good so uh i've got photos on my phone we or wanted not, to or not so good there's some not so good <laughs> we wanted to be surprised by what was out there so we're just going to flick through now tony you always have to be a little bit nice because these people are in the room you can't be that rude and mean to them well you want me to be honest about your cars don't you yeah. <laughs> they said so through gritted teeth. Yeah. Okay, so let's kick things off. We're going to get through this pretty quickly because we have a lot of news to catch up on. Considering we've taken like three weeks off, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about, but we, we need to get through our Rate My Ride. So, kicking off with numero uno. Yep. Oh, it's a Hurricane Performante. Is that satin grey? Is, is there a Lambo name for that? Who are you? Where are you? 
Go on, go on, kind sir. Has that got a, an Italian name that you can shout out? Go on. What is it? Sergio. Sergio. Grigio Sergio. Grigio yeah. Sergio. It sounds better when you say it, Tony. Uh, it's very nice. Do you miss your performante? No. I don't think you do. And there's another guy here, Alex, who's been on the show before. He sold his performante. He doesn't miss it either. Uh, do you have an, a, a, an emotional connection with Sergio? He does. Okay, well, <laughs> that debunks my No, I there. did like it. It was a great car. I've done loads of miles in it, but... I don't miss it, and I wouldn't buy another one. Fair enough. Well, enjoy your car, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now, moving on. One of two incredible four Cs. Oh, you are joking. I'm not joking. What a thing. Oh, it's a spider. It's a silvery grey spider. Quite slightly better, because it's easier to get out when it's on fire. (laughs) Who said that they'd catch fire? Or you crash because of the tram line. (laughs) You'd be in a tree. That is a good point. Who, uh, Mr. 4C owner, raise your hand. There's two of them. Silver 4C, he's over there on the right, what a hero. I, I, I loving your work. You've got the glass headlights, not the crazy carbon fiber spider ones. Would you have wanted the crazy carbon fiber spider lights? What is this? He likes it how it is. What is this? What do you mean? This like what are you talking about? 4C members club. <laughs> yeah, I love my spider lights. Uh, very nice, I'm a big fan of. Uh, moving forward, it's the cliched behind the glass live attendee. A Cayman GT4, a blue Cayman GT4. I think one of the only GT4s today. GT4 owner, raise your hand, please. Welcome, you fit in very well. Uh, everyone here applauds you for your brilliant decision. Well, it's amazing <laughs> that we've only got one. Only got one, yeah. usually at these events. There's 15 of them. There are, yeah. The most popular car amongst our audience. There's a part of me that thinks maybe I should go and buy a GT4. Maybe there's like a whole audience that want to see GT4 content, but they're like, well, they already own the car. They probably don't care. No. No, okay, so we'll move on. I've got a PDK one in stock if anyone wants one. Oh, here he is, trying to sell first. Well, oh, it's my away. job. <laughs> so, you, so you claim. Yeah. Uh, moving on, we've got a beautiful... Four five eight. Oh, oh, what's that reaction? Hey, I just, I don't know. They're quite a lot of money now for what they are, aren't they? And they're just f-ing old. Excuse well, my I language. Don't, <laughs> don't swear. No, I'm gonna have to go through the whole edit and bleep you out. You're out of practice. And do you know what? As well, I feel really bad because there are a couple of children here. Oh, so I, I'm actually apologised that I've just swore. We apologise, man. But that car's just made me swear. I mean, <laughs> I used to love that car. You had about four of them. Yeah, but I don't know, mate. Like. Just a little bit old now, like who cares? What do you mean who cares? It's a Ferrari and it's a four five eight. Yeah, but it's just a lot of money for what it is as well. Like, you know, you can have a four eight eight. It's much better. Okay, I, uh, we're going to take a slight uh, turn here. I want to talk about that because four eight eights massively overlooked at the minute. I think one hundred and fifty odd grand for a four eight eight. Unbelievable. Oh, it's turbocharged. I don't want it. Oh, what a car! I know. Who owns the 458? Are you brave enough to be? Oh, here he is. Oh, there he is. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> are, you still, are you still confident in your... Uh... Oh, now I understand he's got a couple of Astins as well. So <laughs> I completely get his Man purchase. Man after my own heart. Yeah. I, uh, well, I really like your 458. <laughs> so you wouldn't want to buy that for stock? No. Okay. He wouldn't sell it. Good man. Well said. I like that. Uh, <laughs> now, speaking of Astons, I actually did pop downstairs very quickly before we started recording. And the one car that I went, oh my God was this stunning V12 Vantage, which someone can explain if it's special, it's got a red grill. And for me, that makes it worth 20 grand more than any other V12 Vantage. Red grill owner, where are you? Here. Oh. Is, it, is it a special edition? It's a Q car. That means it's super rare and valuable. Sell it to Tony. I was very rude about that car outside. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, uh, he said what? He picked up the car 
<laughs> I, I did I, go I, I'm not surprised at all. Yeah. yeah so you, I'll, I'll leave. I, I didn't know it was yours. So I'll, I'll, I don't need to go in on it because I've, <laughs> I've already gone in on you on your drive. <laughs> <laughs> See how quickly he backtracks when he sees it's a customer. Oh, great. I really like that car, actually. Yeah. And a big bloke. <laughs> and a big bloke. You're always scared. Well, I, I love your car. It's amazing. Uh, moving on, Impreza. Uh, not that shape. See, I like this is with the bubble eyes. What years is this? 94, 94? 2002, well, I was way off. <laughs> There's my own pretzel knowledge. Oh, Tony, I think it's a 94. 2002. I really like it with the bubbly headlights. I don't. You're not a fan? You no. owned one of those, didn't you? Not that one, no. Not that one, okay. I had the previous. Mine was like a 99T, so it was the previous model to that. Okay. And then the, 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 the bubble-eyed one wasn't received very well, and then there was another one after that, like 04, which got a bit more recognition. Is Am I still right? Is that right? Sounds, sounds right. Is that fairly stock or...? Uh, mostly. Mostly, okay. Says every Impreza owner ever. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little true. It's 1,200 horsepower. Uh, <laughs> uh, we have our returning Cayman GTS 981, which is a stunner, which has been down here a few times before. We're always fans of it. We give a big thumbs up. We're going to move, move on. Anyway, we've talked about it before, so we're going to move on. Now, very nice A-class, white A-class. Now you can A-class? <clears throat> E-class? <laughs> It's an E-class, mate. A very nice E-coupé. That will be edited out later. Um, well, it's not a great angle, I've got to be honest. This is a very nice E-class coupé. Clueless. <laughs> Clueless, I don't know. There's so many Mercedes, I have no idea. It looks very nice. What, what engine is it, Mr. E-class? Two litre. Two litre. And it, I like that shape a lot. It's the same shape that Lenny, Lenny well, he's no longer Lenny the Geezer. He's Lenny Urban. Mm. I, I think it's stunning. Do you enjoy it? Yeah. Comfortable? Yeah. yeah, and you've got all the tech and the big screens, right? And they drive well. Yeah, yeah, yeah good I think, I think Go it's Don't sell it. Oh, no. <laughs> nice try. Uh, we have a lovely 991.1 or 0.2 GTS. Is it a 0.1 or 0.2, the GTS? 0.1. That's a super nice car. Yeah. And the sound, that will sound proper. Yeah. I'm a big fan of those. There's a, there was one that came up on one of the Alexander's Prestige track days. Just It just does everything, right? Yeah. Sounds proper. Uh, a very nice M5. I'm bad with my generations of M5. It's the old shape. It's the old shape M5. Like, it, oh, no, 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 I can't remember the... F something? F10. 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 Is, who, is that's your M5? Who's got the M5? Oh, you know who it is. What are you going to say about your M5? You know who it is? Would you stand up quickly for me, sir? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Big Muscles always yeah. gets a, a lot of praise for his cars when it comes along. Thank you for coming along. Thank you for bringing something different. Very nice. He was here previously with a very lovely GT3. The new shape one's one of my favourite cars, full stop, that car. The, new, the newer shape. What do you think about an X5M competition? Stupid car. <laughs> Why? Because you just have an M5. <laughs> but they don't do an M5 touring, right? No. So if you need or want the extra practicality, what about an X5M competition? It's you know, basically the same car on stilts. You no? do realise there's not much more room in the X5M competition. There is Surely a there is. There isn't that much more room, mate. There is a bit more room, but it's not like what you'd think. It's really badly, bad deception. Bad deception, bad yeah. design. Bad it's got a bigger boot, obviously, but I bet the leg room, I bet there's not, because it's based on the same platform. Yeah, well, the, but it was the boot space that I was thinking of. You're going to load up and head off somewhere. Load what up? <laughs> I don't know, what are you going to put in there? Twiggy? 
Well, you're, the M5 is fine then. <laughs> Probably is. Uh, moving on, we've got a beautiful white uh, golf. Is it an Ah, oh, It looks a little bit modified. Who's, who's, who's the white golf over here? Ah, another returning guest. Well, <laughs> here on the right. Hello. I can't remember. Is this an R? It is an arm. What have you done to it? Uh, it's running stage one power and then just endless amount of modifications. Endless that's amount of modifications. That's a crash. <laughs> that's a crash. I think it's very cool. I'm, I'm a big fan of, but not quite as big a fan of this Stelvio Quadrifolio out of nowhere. Oh, we don't see many what, of don't them. Don't see many of those. Who's, who's the Stelvio man? Who's bringing that? Over there. Oh, is it a Stelvio woman? <gasps> Tony. Um, Congratulations. Is, is that your only car? That's the only car. Oh, no, 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 no. This is the Lambo man's wife. Ah, uh, have you come in a convoy? Kind of. Uh, and they've got their little girl with them. Oh, well, you're doing very got, well in life. Ah, so did your little girl come in the Lambo or the Alpha? Yeah, no, she came in the Lambo. She came in the Lambo. Ah, <laughs> of course she did. Yeah, well, I think the Stelvia is very, very cool. Uh, reliable? Is it? Does it work all right? Touch wood, it has been so far. No, mate, they're all right now, the modern alphas. Are they? Yes, I've but sold loads of them. I never, I never ever had one back. I've had two Julia Quadrifolios go kaput on me. From Both press cars. Factory cars. Yeah. yeah. But they were early cars, mate. Fair, they were early. Yeah. yeah. They've, I think they've sorted, apart from the infotainment system, which isn't great, is it, compared to the German cars. Is that right? The, the infotainment system is all right. Do you get Apple CarPlay? Yes. Yeah, it's all right. But it's not, it's not as good as the German cars. But apart from that, mate, it's... And they're rare. They're cool, they're rare. I'm going to give that a big, big thumbs up. Do you want to sell it? <laughs> you can't ask that to everyone. <laughs> yes, I can. Got a lovely red Evoque. Was the red Evoque someone here? I feel like that was already here when... Oh, no, it is. Okay. From Newcastle or the rental? That's from Newcastle. Oh, that's comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> a comfortable cruise. In the, in, I thought he in drove down. I thought he got the train down, no? Drove down. Oh, unbelievable. From Newcastle. We, ha we have to whisper when we're talking to these guys because they're a little bit hungover this morning. So, very nice of Oak. Oh, he's still uh, drunk, yeah. <laughs> they are from Newcastle. Uh, we've got a beautiful black 488. Very cool. One of our earliest arrivals today. See, this is what I'm saying. Like, okay, I don't slag off a 448 like you did. But 488, is, they're just great cars. Oh, they are just good Overlooked. cars. Overlooked. Yeah. yeah. And I think a lot sure. of value for the money. We talk about 570Ss being a steal at 90 odd grand. 150 odd grand for a 488. Yeah. Jump on that. Yeah. Especially when, what, what are F8s these days? 230? Yeah, no, it might be a bit less. Yeah. 210, something like that. Oh, 480 is the route I'd go. Uh, Alpine A110, we were just having this conversation outside. Mr. Alpine right at the back there. The brilliant car that no one buys. He's loving it. Well done. I think it's great. Same with 4Cs. It's that kind of people over. Brilliant cars that people overlook. Don't pull that face, Tony. Brilliant cars that people overlook. And the Alpine is that thing. We've talked about it before on the podcast. People just overlook them. No. No. <laughs> you just don't like them. Um, we are moving on. Oh, Supra. Now, Mr. Superman, where's your, where, where are you at? Red Supra. Here he is. That's, is that stock? I doubt it. No. What have you done? Tell us everything. Bits. Bits. Okay. Are you running any ludicrous horsepower numbers that we should know of? No. About 450. That's still that's a good looking car. Loads of turbo lag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gets on the motor. Come on, come on. Yeah. Very cool, though. Um, I'm a big fan of that, as I am a big fan of this beautiful 488 Spider. That is very nice, that Blue car. with the crema interior. So two 488s today. Well, that's good. Yeah, because you don't see many. It's odd, you know, like, when you're out and about, you don't see many 488s. See, in less and less, I agree. Less and less, yeah. An, I mean, it's, a, it's an unappreciated supercar. Yeah. 
It's a topic for another, video, another day. Uh, now, there's a very cool all-black wraith, and we have to shout these guys out. It's not your car necessarily, but the commitment levels, because they've come down from Scotland, picked up a wraith, come to this event, and then they're going home. I mean, that's like ultimate baller status. Yeah, I know, I know it's not your car, but that's one of the picks here for me, that car. Really? Yeah. Big yeah. fan. Huge fan, yeah. Mm-hmm. Although we spoke about it before that the the entertainment system and some of the switches are all a little bit old, but I love the Wraith, especially it's a black badge one, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's really the weird cool. thing with Rolls Royces when you get in, you expect them to be the, the top of the top, mm. and they just let themselves down with some they of the, do, sort of yeah. the buttons and the switch gear. Very nice uh, Range Rover Sport SVR with the carbon. That's another one. It's getting too excited, it, aren't you? Uh, that I love them. Yeah. <laughs> Although they go wrong. And I t- just told quite a few people not to buy a Range Rover. Because <laughs> so you don't have any in stock at the minute. Uh, so yeah. uh, a beautiful white 991.2 Turbo S, big fans of. How much are they these days? Oh, uh, probably 100 grand still. 100 grand, if not a bit more. It's, just, it's not an S, just a Turbo. Oh, that's a Turbo. Yeah. So how can you tell from the front? What's the, what's the thing to look out for? No, I saw it and got ceramics. Oh, okay. So I'm cheating a little bit. <laughs> oh, now this is the car for me. Mr. Alfa Romeo, is this a 147? Where are you? Oh, I'm obsessed with this car. Now, Tony's going to be very rude, so I apologise. I'm going to get in the good things first. So, how long have you had it? About two months. About two months. And tell me everything, I actually don't know, apart from the fact that it's beautiful and red, it's an Alfa. Uh, it's got a 3.2 V6. 3.2 V6 in that? Uh, what does the 147 stand for? The amount of times it broke down. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, the exhaust manifold. So problems. half of it's in Yorkshire still. Oh, yeah, well, very good. And um, what about the interior? Was someone sick? That's what you call tan, mate. Oh. That's a tan look, right? Or tan effect. I, I'm, I'm a big fan. Of the was that your missus? She was, she was sick in it when it broke down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan. I, I, I'm going to give that a big thumbs up. Uh, as I am to the Boxster GTS 981 Boxster That's GTS. cool. Yeah, That's yeah, very, yeah. very cool. Big fan of that. Is that the like the 2015 car? Yeah, yeah. your car? Yeah. Really nice car. Yeah, sounds really the good. bomb. Yeah, yeah, sounds amazing. I remember following one. I did a road trip with Schmee and all that lot years ago, and someone came in a blue 981 GTS and it, was, it sounded so, so good. Mm. Uh, now there's a Cooper, Cooper convertible, blue Cooper convertible with sort of like rally lights. Is that anyone's here? Right at the back. I'm giving you a big thumbs up because you've got spotlights on the front. That's, look at that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't really know what to say. Uh, beautiful brand new black RS6. Very good. You're a big fan one of one. One of my favourite Still haven't set. driven yet. Is it, is it great? Who, Mr. RS6 man, where are you? Do you love it? Yeah, I think everyone does, don't they? Yeah, I just honestly, it's because of the price of them, if I had a choice between the two, I'd probably just pick an M5 still, though, over it. I, I know it's probably slightly more practical because it's got a bigger boot, but if you compare car for car, value for value, what you get, I'd probably just still have an M5 because really? I, just, I just think it, it's a bit of a numb device, right? The RS6? The RS6 is a bit of a numb device. The the M5's got just something about it when you drive it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's big, the RS6. Do you find it big on the road? Ish. I think they look better than an M5, by the way. 
Oh yeah, the E sixty three. E sixty three is very stiff, I think. Yeah, well, I, I, I've got one of them in stock at the minute. Oh, okay, so it's fantastic. It's very comfortable. <laughs> so yeah. it's very good. Yeah. <laughs> but again, I'd have the RS six over an E sixty three because for that reason, because it's mm. a bit more comfortable and it looks better. I think it looks better. I think out of the three, I think it looks the best for sure. I think the new R six does look yeah. good. Yeah. Um, Golf R with a roof rack. Big fan of the Golf R with a roof rack. Very cool. It's currently sitting on three wheels because we parked it on a bit of a slant in the studio. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I hope you get away from that, all right? <laughs> um, uh, we've got a Honda S2000 in yellow. Very, what do you think of those things? Oh, uh, well, nothing really happens to about 7,000 revs, does it? Is that true? <laughs> That's the best oh. bit. Get to that 7,000 RPM and you'll be all right. But <laughs> well, then you're breaking the speed limit unless you drive around in first everywhere. It's not that quick. <laughs> now we've got another 4C with the spider lights. Who's the white 4C? Over there. Is it a launch edition? No, but it's a stunning spec. I don't know what you're talking about. These Light, crazy spider, spider light. lights, the carbon fiber spider lights. What they're, what they're just... Why do you keep looking at that pigeon? Look, those are the uh, spider uh, headlights. I understand now. Which were rare and not available in America. Right. Uh, a very nice Abarth. Very good, like, like them. Sort of crayon grey Abarth. We've got a Fiesta ST. Who's the Fiesta? Oh, all the way at the back. He's laughing already. Why, why? Don't, don't why, laugh. It's a good why, car. Why, why are you laughing at your own car? It's, it's, it's fun. There's all this space in here. 300 wheel horsepower. 300 wheel horsepower? Yeah. 300? 300, yeah. Size of a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, Where are you from, sir? Uh, Jordan Road is originally because I live in Swindon. Okay, yeah, Swindon, massive. Okay, so this is like, a, I wouldn't say it's a sleeper because it looks a bit aggressive, I'll be honest. But, I mean, <laughs> it's your worst nightmare, isn't it? What? So, time attack car. So you've ruined it. Good. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Tony's impressed. No. Uh, we've got an M4 Cabriolet, which is stunning. Uh, very, very nice, actually, in a classy spec. You don't see many classy M4s like that, I don't think. No, no. It's got silver. Is that the one with the silver wheels? Who's bringing that one? Dark blue. Is that the one with the silver wheels? Yeah. And then there's a, there's a... M3 comp. That's it. Yeah. I love the competition wheels. M3 competition wheels, I think, are so good. I still don't like that car, but I do like the wheels. No, the car's good. It's the technology inside it that mm. isn't. It lets it down, that car. They're a few quid, though, now. They've kind of found their feet again, them M3s. Really? And M3. Yeah. It's gone yeah. up. Oh, I'll drive it there now. 46, three years ago, and being offered over 40. But this is the market, right? This is how insane the market's uh, yeah, going. Yeah, that's just in general, although it, I have seen it tail off. Um, it, I think it's levelled out now for sure. I don't think it's going to go up anymore. Um, but it, it, I don't know. The, the decline won't be as sharp as the rise, definitely. I was telling quite a few people um, about that earlier on. So. The, the, you think the bubble burst won't be so extreme? No, because no, it's all about supply and demand, isn't it? So um, it's for another episode, I think, because there's so much to talk about <laughs> in terms of values. Okay. I, could, I could sit here for an hour. We are saving the current market for a future episode. I, I think we should. Now, rate my ride, people. Is there any cars that we haven't touched on before we move on to our main, our main episode? Yeah, hand at the back. 370 Nismo. Now, I actually, I am a fan of a Nismo product, and we want to talk about the new, I think they're, they're not calling it the 400Z, are they? It's calling it the Z. Thank you, the new Z. Um, but how do you find that car? 
It's great, yeah? It sounds good. I think they're good looking. Why are you putting that face? Have you got sight from your ears? It <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> Don't be mean. He's a nice guy. Look a, at him. He's a lovely guy. It's a bit rattly, no? It's you must have the ra- only one that's not. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, I think, I think it's quite... I remember there was a... There's a small channel. Is it Sport, Sports and Touring? Ports, Sports no idea. He's got Mark... Okay. Mark... Is, okay, so he's got the good? Mark... Is that good? I mean... <laughs> you don't know, do you? No. It's over your head. I, I'm a fan. I think it looks cool. I think we, maybe we did have a picture of that. Um, is it white? It's white, yeah. There we go. Look, there we go. Sorry, I missed that. I skipped past that one. I think it's a cool thing. What's it worth? 20 grand, that car? Uh, yeah, it's going up a little bit now. About 23. So 15. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've done well, boy. Oh, very well. They're rare. There's only one or two that have sold. <laughs> <laughs> pedal back, pedal back. He, he paid to be here. Uh, any other cars that we missed from the Rate My Ride section? C43. C43. I'm not going to be very nice about that, I'm afraid. I, during Drive the World, I messaged uh, Mercedes AMG. I said, oh, guys, I'd love to come and do something at the factory or borrow a car, maybe like an SLS Black Series. Come on. And they wrote back saying, I'm sure we can arrange something. I turned up and they let me a, a C43. Was it, is Vicky still here? No. Uh, I think it was a Cabriolet. Is yours a Cabriolet? Yeah. Do you like it? <laughs> okay. Good, I think, I think that's you. a good car. I, I think it's that's not a good... an AMG, though, is Yeah, but it? it is a good car, mate. Like... If you, if, you know, it sits, what would it compete with? An S5, S5 and a 340 BMW, probably, yeah. or 335 BMW? Oh, hey, I don't, I'm not knocking that. Like, I get it. That's a yes, good, you are. <laughs> I, I'm saying for that price point, I would have chosen something different. Like what? I don't know how much it cost. <laughs> 40 grand. He's I'd, flapping, he's I'd flapping. I'd buy a Supra. What? <laughs> it's not a bad decision. It's, well, it's convertible. I'm thinking off the top of my head. I don't know. I buy a 4C Spider. <laughs> <laughs> don't change your car for a 4C Spider. <laughs> hey, if you enjoy it, that's all that matters. But for me, it was. Oh, I think it's a great car. So don't listen. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's a great car. Any others? I think we got through them all. M2 comp. I mean, if you're not in a GT4 a behind the glass live event, you're in an M2 comp. So, congratulations, well done. Very solid choice. The ones that still are not appearing anywhere are the special, the CSs. No. Who's seen an M2 CS on the road or something? One, two, maybe. I mean, like you just don't. Where have they gone? Well, Do I don't think they sold them? many, and the people that did tried to get overs for them, and they were unpleasantly surprised. I think. Yeah, it was a cool car though. I did enjoy that. Someone offered me an M5 CS the other day. Someone called me up. Well, he quickly retracted when I went in on him and he was a bit deluded about what he thought it was worth. (laughs) And uh, he wanted, like, nearly this for it. I said, you are joking. But they were, what, 150 grand? No, they're 120, are they? 130? Still an extortionate amount of money for an M5. Yeah. I heard him cry at the end. (laughs) You were that mean, were you? I wasn't, like, really mean. I just sort of told him that... Sometimes people are surprised. They call up Tony going, oh, yeah, he's going to want to buy a... Oh, hi, Tony, I've got a really rare Focus RS, one of 300. Uh, And they're expecting big money for it. And you just rip him another one, don't you? Yeah. Very mean. By the way, Roger, I wasn't being that mean about it. I was only one. There's a guy here with a Focus RS. Is it the red edition or a heritage edition? Where is Roger? Where's Roger? Roger at the back. Is it... it, What do you call it? The red. It's the red edition. Tony, you said earlier it's just an RS that they painted red. Yeah. Hmm? 
It keeps sucking. Keep sucking. Not 300 anymore. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, look, thank you so much for all of you that bought your cars. I know some of you also parked in the multi-story. We appreciate it. It was great. I think, I feel like there was almost, the cars were too nice this time. Like a car, like the one in July, there was some, some dodgy, dodgy things that turned up. Everything was super nice. We just liked everything. You never told him it was dodgy, though. Oh, I did. No, I know. But I'm you're, nice. you're, you're I like my nice. audience too much to be mean yeah, about but their I cars. love them all. They all know I'm only pulling their leg. I'm only joking. <laughs> no, you're not. Oh, well, I'm not. But <laughs> anyway, look, let's get into it because we do have a lot to catch up on. It's been a, a big chunk of time since we did our last episode. And, and well, I went on holiday. I you left did? The, I left the country. How'd you get on? Who knew that was a thing? I actually did really well. I drank a lot. <laughs> did you? Yeah, I don't really drink ever but for some reason on this holiday I was like ooh alcohol <laughs> um, which was quite refreshing and I'm sorry for anyone who hasn't left the country yet I'm sort of rubbing it in your face slightly but it's a very nice thing to do so as and when you get the chance I, I do really uh, I'm going tomorrow it. you're going tomorrow aren't you where are you going Portugal with the lads with the lads in the on, car yeah. on a road trip a road trip are yeah. you allowed to say what car you're taking or no you're just mm, taking a car I'm just taking the car okay you have a good time my nice car we'll have a lovely time yeah and I'll be back in time for the next live well you better don't get caught in some kind of quarantine <laughs> <laughs> Tony will be here by some Skype for the next one. Uh, but yeah, so lots of things have been happening whilst we've been away in the yeah. car news sector. So we, we've got bits to catch up on. Uh, firstly, I want to talk about the Hurricane Evo Spider that I've got parked outside. So Lamborghini very kindly lent me for, for 10 days. I've never really done any work with Lambo here in the UK, but I sent them an email saying, hello. Well, oh, you didn't like them until last year. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't really like them until last year. Yeah. But the thing is, though, I think Lambo are the last true supercar company. It seems that way now, for I'm sure, I'm still yeah. looking out, the, trying to get some nods of approval, but people are looking at me slightly judgmentally. Um, <laughs> because I've spoken to a few people today about Ferrari. Mm. Every day is another car, right? Mm. Every day is another model. Mm. McLaren, well, let's not go there. Mm. Uh, Porsche, I'm going to say the same thing. And if you're building... Mcmacans and, and I'm very upset with Porsche. I am. Oh, well, I'm not again. I'm not. This is another episode. We well, maybe it's not. Episode. I'm going to come back to you on that. But okay. Lambo, Huracan, Aventador, Urus, mm. and they're all mental. I don't fit. I mean, that car's so uncomfortable, but it's kind of brilliant. It's how they can sound that loud. I do not understand. I can probably tell you why. Go on, because they don't put the filters in and just pay the fine. Put it on the price of the car. Lamborghini. Have this is what I've heard. Okay, but is this one of your like classic? Oh, a friend in the pub told me. No, not a friend in the pub. Someone official. Stefano Domenicali. I cannot tell you. <laughs> okay, so but it would make perfect sense though, right? Because new Lamborghinis sound louder than any other modern car. Well, look at an R8. Doesn't sound anywhere near as loud as You're the Lambo. Right. You're right. They're So Lamborghini apparently locked in their engines a few years ago. They haven't had to change them or modulate them for the EPF rules so they can still get away with a big shouty V10. Okay, that doesn't make sense though, does it? Because Porsche had to change all their engines and put... The it's, what, it's what Shmi said. Okay, we have to believe Shmi. Oh, it must be true. <laughs> you, if yeah, you can't argue with Shmi. Everything you hear on the internet is completely true. And if we disagree right. with him now, he will message us tomorrow and say, <laughs> on, I heard you, let me just correct you. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would be a very tempting thing to do. Yeah. Okay, so because literally that car from Strada, which is its everyday driving mode, into sport, it is mental. Like the transformation. I always thought people driving Hurricanes or Evos around London before you know, a little 
kind of pricks, you know, I'll be honest, because they were just driving over like, ah, are you all right? right? Yes, sure. It's been a few weeks old. Um, But I'm now discovering it's it's more the car rather than the drive. If you put that thing in sport, it's like you're compensating for something's a bit smaller than you kind of... Well, Corsa changes it again. I mean, Corsa's a bit much for the road, I think. I think... I think. I haven't braved Corsa yet. Yeah, well, so sport actually gives you a bit of slip, like... But Corsa really firms things up. Yeah, and a bit too... It's a bit too much for the road, Corsa. But they're so loud. I think they look good as well, the new Evos. They've yeah. done such subtle changes, but I think they look... just They just look good. I, think, I agree, I, I'm, yeah. I'm weirdly excited about having a Lamborghini at the minute. Well, you've um, How long have you driven, driven it for? Uh, three days. All oh, right. You think you all think by day five I won't be so excited anymore? Well, only because you're quite a tall man. And, and if you're Italian or under... Five foot ten or around that, you're fine. Okay. But when you're six foot two, and especially a convertible, because the roof line's really, it's even lower than the coupe. And you have no, sp- the, the seats don't really go that far back. Correct. It's a bulkhead, I think they call it. So you're quite, you're quite cramped. I have the roof down, and I actually look over the windscreen. Yeah, you will. It's the yeah. better way. On the motorway, it's like, ah, but you know, it's <laughs> a mouthful of flies. Yeah, mouth of <laughs> eyes. Well. I have to wear goggles. But it's a cool thing. And so, yeah, um, by the time this podcast goes live, people maybe have seen, but I'm taking it down to the Isle of Wight. Anyone been to the Isle of Wight? Hands up, Isle of Wight. I've got one. T- Is it nice? <laughs> It's pretty. God, I hope it's nicer than just pretty. It's like going back a few decades. Well, I'm I'm hoping there's going to be some roads to experience and things to explore. There's not, there's not a great deal. Why didn't you go Isle of Man? Because it's a ball lake to get to. Is it really? Because yeah, of COVID be honest, still? Yeah, well, no. And also the ferries and the times You've got to go all the way up to Liverpool and then you've got to wait and the ferry timings are aboard. Where are you going? Southampton? So I'm doing, yeah, I'm doing New Forest and then across to Isle of Wight. I think it should be all right. So we'll see how I get on. But so far, I'm really enjoying that. New Forest is beautiful. I'd like to live there. You have to be careful of the horses, though. Don't want to plough into the New Forest. Yeah. Yeah, well, if you see a cattle grid, don't go fast. Okay, good. Because they're in that bit. Thanks for the tip. Thanks. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so a couple of days ago, I took the Hurricane down to the London Concorde de Elegance, which is two of the very fancy car shows that have been happening this weekend. And there was something called the Aston Martin Bulldog on display. Do you know anything about this? No, but... The other one, is it Salon Privé? Salon Privé. I actually per- prefer the S- Concourse of Elegance to Salon Privé. So do I. Yeah. Concourse of Elegance, it happens at Hampton Court. It's so posh. Yeah. It's sort of like, it's, it is an amazing thing to witness. Mm. And because everyone's so rich, no one cares about the cars on display. You know, you can, most car events you go to, if there's a 250 GTO, people are like, there's thousands of people around it, or a Zonda, people are freaking out. <laughs> Concourse of Elegance, they're like, oh. Look, a <laughs> I owned four of them. Uh, what are, like, no one cares. They're just walking around in the uh, most yeah. amazing. And, and it's quite fun for that. So it's very relaxed and very chilled. And it's a beautiful sort of place to display cars. And they had this thing called the Aston Martin Bulldog, which was a 1979 Aston Martin concept car, which in period did a, it was the world, it was the Guinness Book of World Records fastest car, 191 miles an hour in 1980. But the only reason they reached that speed is they were still accelerating, but the room they had ran out. They were going for 200 miles an hour. They should have hit 200 miles an hour. This is 1980. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Everything else was doing 160 miles an hour, Kuntashes and things like that. So it was. Kind of mad. It looks like a wedge. It's like the weirdest looking car you've ever seen. And the doors hydraulically go up and it's got this kind of drop down for the light. And they go back down. It's just about. Um, anyway, it's been fully restored by its new owner and they're going for 200 miles an hour. They're putting Darren Turner, the Valkyrie test driver, in this like wedge thin car. It's 43 inches tall. It's the weirdest looking car you've ever seen in your life. It's got a Vantage, V8 Vantage engine from the time, so a 5.3 litre V8, and then two massive turbochargers just bolted on. The thing is mental, and downtown is going to try or theoretically do 200 miles an hour in it, 40 years on. Amazing. And it's a concept car. The thing is mental. Yeah. What's so it worth? Oh, no, it's a concept. So I don't think it's been published or talked so. about how much it was bought for. Apparently, it was sitting in some kind of shed somewhere for quite a long time, not really being sort of used or, or driven. Um, it was a, you know, a one-off that Aston at the time were bankrupt, so couldn't afford to keep doing. Uh, so they sold it to sort of bring some money back into the company. Um, and yeah, so now it re-exists. And I think it was, it was a cool thing to see. And yeah. It makes me think of, there have been so many concept cars, right, over the years, Geneva Motor Show and all these kind of things, that we see these amazing concepts and nothing ever comes of them. But they must be somewhere. I mean, take the Jaguar CX-75 thing. Remember that hypercar? That I do, yeah, it was in the Bond film. In the Bond film. And, yeah. and didn't Archie's dad have one knocking around He did, it was that actual car. The Bond car, car, yeah. But imagine if that, like, there must be a real one with the big engine in it somewhere or something. There are so many concept cars over the years which coulda, shoulda, woulda be made, would have been incredible. They're probably in their museums or in the factory still, right? There, mu- there must be. There'll be some shake somewhere who's mm. got some yeah. hidden around. So yeah, very cool thing to see. Uh, it's, I captured some of that in a video that went live on the main channel uh, a few days ago. Um, now, can I call you out on something, Tony? Because sure. <laughs> you messaged me and Paul yesterday saying, I think I fancy a Bentley. Oh, I do. Yeah. <laughs> this is so... Uncharacteristic for you, so like surprising. No, I really like them. What? Where has this come from? Well, I want a nice convertible car, and that's a nice convertible car. As we go into the winter? Yeah, but I don't mean I want it right now, right this second. Why do you suddenly want a convertible? What? Get a suntan? 
go to suntan. You yeah. live in the UK. Yeah, but uh, what if I want to go abroad? Well, it doesn't really happen anymore, does it? No, well, well, it will. I'm just surprised by you, because firstly, you've always knocked that Bentley. You've always called me a boring old man whenever I've talked about it. No. Uh, yes, you have. I've always said, oh, it's great. It's fantastic. It does everything. And you're like, oh, I'll snore off like too much money. Yeah, because the Porsche is better. What? But like, there's a different category. Which Porsche? You're saying what? Turbo S? Turbo S cab. Yeah, but Turbo S doesn't have the, the elegance of a Bentley. The comfort, Correct. the cruisability. Which is why I want a Bentley, because I want to be elegant and... Because you want to be elegant. Yeah. I'm not sure you'd fit in a Bentley with that haircut, mate. Well, I would, yeah. <laughs> you'd have to wear a hat, trust yeah. me. I know. Yeah. Do you, do you think you would do it? Yes, I like them, mate. I really like them. They're I a keep lot of money still, though. They don't 180-odd. That's a ton of money. Retail, yeah. A lot of car, though. I don't you... see you in a Bentley. What do you see me in, then? <laughs> Ford Capri. <laughs> <laughs> I like them as well, by the way. Ford Capris, do. yeah. I don't know why. It's just, it just, I think you would be bored. Because every now and again, you've tried a few cars, and then you just go, oh, I'm not really, like that 997 GT3. Well, I'll sell it then. All right. So will the, will the company buy it, or will you buy it? Well, I haven't decided yet. <laughs> <laughs> it depends how much money I've got. I know which direction this is going And uh, there's quite a f- oh, I've had a lot of Bentleys before as well, by the way. What, are older shaped ones. But what about the older shaped ones? Because I think they're, no. they're the ones to look at. Why? Because they're a steal. They're old. <laughs> You've got to get over this. I don't, I, mate, I, I, I spent 15 grand fixing one of them well, about yeah, two years ago. I spent 20 grand fixing a Porsche. Yeah. So I told you that, though. Yeah, you did actually. Exactly. So I just want, and I do like that new one. Like, it's really good looking, ain't it? Hey, I, And it's got nice tech and it, you know, all the, the dials, screen, yeah, rotating cool. dials and. Who's a fan of the Bentley Continent? The newest Bentley Continent? A few hands. Yeah, I, oh, a lot of See? Hands. It's a great car. I'm moving into the modern times, <laughs> I am. I like the Wraith. That's a nice car. You're really growing up. You're growing up You're now. You're very old. You're going to waft around. You're going to start having a pipe. and Not a yob. Hello. <laughs> yeah, but you shouldn't be at that stage yet, mate. You're 10 years younger than me. Yeah, I've been me. at that stage for about five years. I know. <laughs> I just like the comfortable cruises I have done since about 21. Um, anyway, w- w- what can you do? Um, now, switching up to... Well, back to Aston Martin, actually, because news has sort of slightly been leaked that they are finally putting a V12 in the new-shaped Vantage. The new-shaped So the new-shaped Vantage, which they said forever, I can't fit a V12 in it. Apparently, now they can. Yeah. Now, I think I spied this car. Like, quite a few months ago, I spotted it at a petrol station on M1 or M6, something like that, and it was a Vantage with weird little tailpipes and big sort of flared arches, and it sounded a bit like a V12 when it started up. And he's got the vents in it. In the, got is the that, vents is in that it. how you told the difference? Well, no, I was seeing it from behind. Oh. It was only when it started up, I was like, well, that sounds different. And mm. the flared wheel. I was like, this is a prototype vehicle. There's something going on here. Where did you see it? Uh, on the motorway, in a petrol station in the motorway. And the, the guy, the Aston guy, came out. And whether he recognised me from seeing the guy, I just thought, this is a guy taking pictures. He was like, oh, my God. And I jumped in camo. No, not in camera, just a prototype vehicle, oh, like, right. like the one that's been seen yeah, yeah. going around and about. I think that's quite exciting. Now, it's going to be, I think, the twin turbo V12. I don't know if it's the DBS one, or at least the one that's been in the new Speedster. But I think that's quite cool, right? We've all been waiting, theoretically, for a new V12 Vantage, have we? I'm looking to people. Yes? Yeah? I mean, <laughs> this man has. <laughs> but I think Aston still need their V12s. And that new Vantage is getting more appreciation now. Like, I feel like it, people are coming around to it a little bit. No, you're not? No. I thought you liked it for a second. You tried to buy one from Aston Martin Bristol. No, I, 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 no, no, no. Still not into it. Why not? No, 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 no. I mean, they... No, I'd just rather just get an 911. 
you are on such a Porsche. Okay, we're going to go back because you're <laughs> just like, oh, like, oh, I just, you've been back. Like, what was your issue with Porsche? Because about 20 minutes ago, you said, oh, I'm so disappointed with Porsche at the minute. No, it's not Porsche as, as in the brand that's my issue. It's the way that the dealers behave sometimes. Well, not all dealers either. It's some dealers. Are we about to go on a rant about GT3 allocations? Not just GT3, GT allocations in general. Is this quite a first world problem slash boring? Maybe, but they're taking the mickey. I didn't swear. Oh, well done. I need You're learning. Say, yeah, <laughs> they're taking the mickey out of their customers. And I, I don't really think that's fair. So would you feel this way if, oh, I think you probably did have a GT3 slot, but if you had your GT3 and you'd taken delivery, would you still feel the same way? No, and, I, and the reason why I'm, I'm saying this is because I've, over the years have been treated badly by Porsche dealers as a customer. Mm. So I, I didn't I didn't want a GT3 because I'm fed up with playing the game with them. I'm fed up with buying McCann's and 911s and cars that I don't want to get a, an allocation for a car that I wasn't particularly that bothered about anyway. I mean, I do love it, obviously, but it's the RS that I really want. But I'm fed up with playing the game and being dictated to by a salesman or a sales manager. The thing is, like, so I always think it sounds like you're sort of a bit bitter when you're sort of coming out. I'm not out bitter. Of, no, 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 I know you're not because you've been through this process and you've done the whole allocation thing and you had one of the first GT3s, one of the first three RSs of the previous generation and I'm sure you could have got a new GT3 spot mm -hmm. if you wanted one. But what I mean is, you know, for me, I think it comes across as a bit bitter because I am bitter. I, I want a GT3 allocation and every Porsche dealer I speak to says, uh, who are you? Um, yeah. and, and so... For me to complain, if I actually had a GT3, would I still be complaining? The reason I'd say yes is because of a post we both shared a few weeks ago. So not only do you have to go through this process, right, of buying a certain amount of cars, or at least building a relationship with a certain dealer, and that I don't think always has to be the fact that you buy four Macans or six Panameras or whatever like that. It's just about building that relationship and buying cars, for sure, being open to buying cars, so that they then go, okay, we're going to give you a slot. But once you get that slot, it often comes with a little bit of criteria, i.e., we don't want you to flip this car. We expect you to have it for a certain amount of time. We don't want if, you to drive it. If, yeah, we don't <laughs> want you to drive it. If you're going to sell it, we expect you to bring it back here. Yeah. We actually might want to sort of force buy it off you, you know, to then give you a 3RS, even if you don't want a 3RS. So it comes with a certain criteria. And what we saw a few weeks ago was a Porsche-affiliated, I think they're a service center rather than a dealer, uh, selling a car at well, o at well at overs, you know, it's a hundred grand basically over list. Or More than that, but which is fair enough. I, do, I, I and honestly, I do not have a car being have, have a problem with a car being advertised at overs because I do it. Of course, I, 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 I don't have a problem with a that's GT what the market car. is. Or, that's the market. What I do have a problem with is that these dealers um, mock people. They disrespect people for and they're punished for selling their own car, which they bought with their own money, yet it's okay for a Porsche dealer to do it. That, that's what I was trying to get across. So it's, it, you know, they're, they're hypocritical. And they're not all like it, all Porsche dealers, but most of the Porsche dealers that I've dealt with over the years have been like it, which is why I stopped playing the game. I love the brand. It's one of my favourite brand. But the way that some of the dealers behave... And you're all customers, and that's the whole reason why I say it, because I don't think that it's fair that they treat their customers like that. And I, and I think Porsche GB need to get hold of the situation, because it's a problem. You can't, you can never stop people flipping cars. Or uh, I don't even like the word flipping. Once you own something, you should be allowed to 
if you want to sell it, you shouldn't be dictated by any. You own it. You shouldn't be dictated by anyone to sell something up or down. It's not flipping. It's just, you know, if you want to make some money or lose some money or whatever, it should be your own prerogative. And as we've said before, a car's only worth what someone's willing to pay for of it. Of course. So you, you can put a car up 100 grand over list and everyone might laugh at you. So yeah. it's, it's only worth what someone... And if someone pays, then, then that's where the value Fair is. Enough. I think my problem with it was more so that, as me, someone who can't get a slot, calling up a theoretically Porsche-affiliated dealership or service centre or whatever it might be, saying, look, I'd love to buy a GT3. I've had three Porsches before. I'm really keen. And them saying, no, you can't have a factory slot, but we do have a car that we gave to somebody else. They didn't want it. They've given it back to us and we're now selling it 100 grand over list. But that's you can have what that feels one. cheeky. Yeah, yeah, you can that's have that one. So I'm like, yeah. well, why did you give it to the guy who clearly doesn't want it? And then why aren't you offering to sell it to me at factory list? Why? I mean, I understand why they're trying to make 100 grand. Duh. Or they want but a second bite of the cherry. Of, that's of course. Yeah. I mean, it makes total sense from their point of view. But, but that is... But the thing is, this is the world we live in, right? I mean, Ferrari do it. <laughs> McLaren would love to do it. Um, it all, these, all these manufacturers, when you're building a low number of cars that's desirable, why not max it out? Yeah, which I get. But then don't, don't penalise people or, or go in on people that, that want the money instead of you. You know, if it's okay for a Porsche dealer, it's okay for a, for a normal human being. Uh, who who here has been through the Porsche process down the years and tried to get a GT allocation and tried to play the uh, game? One, two, three, four, five. And, uh, and and have you all experienced what I've experienced down the years? It's not nice, is it? They they take they're taking the Mickey, and this is my whole point. This is that this is that it's not fair. But people still carry on because they want the cars and they're being loyal, but. No one likes to be dictated by anyone. I definitely don't. I won't be told by anyone, which is why I'm not playing that game anymore. Yeah. It's not fair. And and all the time, they're like exploiting people. It's like being a football fan and your and your football team's not doing very well. But like Tottenham? No, no, they're at the top of the league. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you've absolutely uh, finished no, you yeah, off yeah, there. Yeah, sorry, yeah. But <laughs> what I'm saying is is that the, the football team not investing, but, but then they put the season ticket up because... You're pulling on someone's heartstrings, and that's what Porsche are doing because they know they sell a good product, and and they know that they can sell it ten times over. They're pulling on people's heartstrings, making them buy stuff that they don't want to get. I mean, you're all grown people; you all get it, you all understand. But then the dealers can't go in on you if you decide you want to sell it. Why is that? Why is okay, that fair? Okay, let's do a. So I want to see what people think here. Uh, a couple of criteria. Would you buy a GT4, a brand new GT4 today, if they said that in nine months' time they would buy it back off you and give you a GT3? Hands up if you would do that. Buy a GT4 today. Let's say you had the money. Uh, you know, pretend. But put your hands up. So quite, I would say 50, no, 40% of people in here would be willing to buy a GT4 if that got them a GT3 allocation. But you're not going to get... You, you, got, you ain't just got to buy a GT4. No, no, but I'm just, this is why I'm going through the criteria. <laughs> see, what, see what I do next. Okay. <laughs> hands up if you'd be willing to buy, going. buy a McCann today and then a Panamera next year. KN. Then a KN. Then so a Boxster. <laughs> then down. a Cayman. Calm, calm down. So let's say you have to buy a McCann this year and then a 911 next year to then get the 3RS slot in a year's time. Hands up for that. After you've bought the GT4. Okay, hardly anyone. So, so the, the point being, I was in this position, uh, a Porsche dealer, not Guildford, because I love Guildford, put me in a position where they said, we could probably get you a very late GT3 slot further down the line, but you'd have to buy our 718 Spider that's here right now that we've gone stock, which was 
99 grand, or something like that, so a little bit over list. So they said, buy this spider from us, we'll buy it back off you, and we'll give you that GT3 slot. And I was, like a few of us in this room, like, that's not an awful situation. I like a spider, like, that's a cool car, and it'll get me a GT3 allocation, blah, blah, until I call up Magnitude Finance, where they're like, well, you can't afford either, so what are you thinking about? But, yeah, you sort of semi-forget that the reason they're doing that is you've got to spend the money. It's not, in my head, I'm like, oh, great, two cool cars and GT3 allocation. But no, it's 100 grand on a car that I don't actually want. I'm trying to buy a GT3, not a Spider. Yeah. Now, Ferrari do this slightly differently, right? Yeah. Where, of course, there's that kind of brand liability, uh, rely, well, brand relationship. You do have to go through the paces. But often it's, we'll sell you a Pista and a Lusso? Or like, what, what was the... Well, they just tell you lies, mate, basically. <laughs> okay. So what Ferrari did with the Pista was... They and I know because I was offered I was offered the process that yes you can have a pista it's going to be really special this car is going to be 150 grand over list or two there's not going to be many of them this was the process at first and then and the, but but you have to buy a 812 Superfast or a Portofino or a Lusso Bloody which one do you want and you got to have a V12 at the same one. time or before the pista comes so before the pista comes you have to be a Ferrari owner you have to own a, this was the criteria you sure. have to own a current Ferrari to <laughs> be on my 360 to be, uh, maybe maybe, uh, maybe. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you have to be a current Ferrari customer with a current car that we can have back when your pista arrives and, and I, I've got a few friends that actually went through that process. One had an 812, one had a Portofino, and one had, one had a Lusso. They all lost over 100 grand on the cars. So you had to buy the Lusso or the, the new? You had to buy those new? You had to buy them their demo cars, or, or you know, they'd put another customer in a land of promise, and they're trying to get them out of the cars or whatever. However they were doing it, that's what they were doing. But mostly they were new. So then the Pista arrives. The Lusso goes back at what... They tell them they're going to give for it. Or, worse still, the goat goes back on SOR. And Porsche do this as well. This is sale even worse. Yeah, yeah, on sale of return. So they're not even buying the car back off you. You've then got to fund two cars. Because, again, they're just taking the mickey out of wealthy people um, because they think they can. And then, and then when the car comes, this special car that's a hundred odd grand over list, which, by the way, you can't sell. You're not allowed to sell because you're never going to get another special one again if you sell it is now 30 grand under list that you've done under... So they just told lies, mate. And Porsche money. do it this as well. Absolutely just, just it's just a disaster. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, which is why I think, going on to another brand, Lamborghini are going to have a problem with the STO because okay. of what they said about the Performante. Uh, uh, we're not going to make many. We're going to look after them. And everyone that bought a new Performante back, in, back then done a 100 grand... 80 grand on him. Mm. So, and I think people are just a bit pissed off and fed up with him now. It's going to be interesting to see with the STO. We did speak about it a bit before our break at the end of season four. Uh, we did speak about the STOs a little bit and it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with them. The more I see on the road, have anyone seen STOs on the road? Couple of one, two. They look so aggressive. I mean, that is a race car on the road. They look insane. When they're very different to a standard Huracan, I think it looks absolutely nuts. Completely unusable, though. I'm sure. I'm like, sure. Just it's a so brutal. No boot. Like, literally worse than going down the road on your face. <laughs> um, it, 
it's uh, you can't take it on track. It's too loud. Yeah, it's so. You know, there, there's. But so I kind of like that. I kind of applaud that they built it. Yeah, yeah. Pointless. It looks mega. Don't it, it looks mega. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a mad thing. But anyway, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Now, one car that I really wanted to talk about, which launched whilst we were off air, that I want to get some people's opinions on, was the Lamborghini Countach. Oh. Oh. Okay. So we're getting some. I don't know if we're getting nods or shakes of heads or whatever, but this is. <sighs> Lamborghini bringing back one of their most iconic badges ever, the Countach, in a car that looks, I'm like, it looks like a Countach, do we, yeah, sort of? No, not really. No. <laughs> um, it's, I guess, inspired by the Countach. Now, I, this has got the, is it based on the Cyan, or it's based in a final version of the event store? It's an SVJ, basically. <laughs> it's an SVJ. Um, it's the second of two V12-powered supercars to leave Santa Attica. Um, the event store Ultimate, and now this Countach. Now, okay, so we're going to get hands up. Who thinks this new Countach is a cool idea? I would say about 10 people. Um, who thinks it's a disaster? About 75% of people. Now, is this because they are bastardizing one of the most iconic supercars ever made, or that they're just still making a variation of the event store? So, bastardizing an iconic supercar? One person. <laughs> they're taking the piss by building another event store with a different body? Uh, more people. <laughs> the people that put their hands up first to Sam's original question do you know how much the car is? What would you put your hand up for then? <laughs> Do you know what it is? Nearly three million quid. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, oh, nice. an, it's two million euros. Two million euros. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hundred and twelve samples being made. That's actually quite a lot. I love because that's actually quite. Hundred and twelve is not few. No, that's hundred and twelve people spending two million euros on an. And then there'll be store. a convertible one. Oh, there'll definitely be a convertible 100%. one. Hundred percent. It's kind of one of those weird cars where I'm like, okay, so this is what this is the talking point I want to come on to. I like a brand celebrating its heritage, right? As we move forward, cars become a little bit sort of more bland, a little bit more electronic. We sort of lose touch, like Ferrari, pumping out cars left, right, and center. I think we have to go back to the heritage, to the history, to remind ourselves why we love that brand, why we love certain models. And heck, we're seeing it in the used market because people are going back and buying cars from 10 or 20 years ago. Modern classics are flying up. So I kind of like that Lambo are doing this, but it just feels a bit cheap and a bit sort of oily. You sort of look at, oh, I feel like you're sort of taking advantage slightly. And I know some of the real old collectors get annoyed by things like the Jaguar D-type continuations. You know, if you've got one of the five original D-types, you're furious that Jaguar are now building some new ones. Mm. So it's that kind of same thing. But if we forget that for a second, I want some audience help here. For cars that we would appreciate, manufacturers kind of doing this with. We saw with the Renault 5 Turbo, the new EV. Oh, I've got Renault one. Okay, sorry. Oh, I've got a really good okay. one as well. <laughs> so these are classic cars given a sort of modern update. So a modern version of, very similar to what Lamborghini have done to the Countach. Things that we might accept. So I'll let Tony go first. Brainstorm people, because we're coming to the audience in a second. We'll all judge your, your ideas. So Tony, go. What was your thing? Full Capri. A Ford Capri? Yeah. So you want Ford to do a modern rendition of a Capri? Yeah, but, but not a safe one. One that will kill you, like the original one. <laughs> because honestly... But we're not talking about resto mods here. This is a, a new model. Yeah. But with the Capri badge, with the looks and the feel. So what engine would it have? Well, it's not an EcoBoost. No, no, no. It's got to be a V6. It's okay. got, it'd have to a be V6. a 3 liter. And be Larry? Larry, like... Um, I don't know what they'd make it. Uh, what they'd make platform-wise. Because this is the thing, right? It would be on a Mustang platform. It'd have to it would be, be, yeah. And they would put an EcoBoost in it. They it, just would. Which is a disaster. Which is a disaster, and then it's not a thing, is it? But that was a pretty-looking car, the Capri, back in the day as well. I think 
How many, I think the Capri was a generation before some of our audience. How many Capri fans do we have in here? Oh, there'll be a few, yeah. Yeah, there's a few. I'm going to be rude and say the slightly elder demographic of the room. Because <laughs> I think Capri, was it like really, was it with Capri generally? Because for me, I'm like, oh, Capri, Smapri. Yeah, so it, uh, a Capri was for the people. For so the people. back then, Porsche was very exclusive and not a lot of people could afford a Porsche. So the Capri was the the the, the working class. I was going to be derogatory then, but the working class. You said for the chav. Porsche, for the chav, <laughs> which is what I am. Could you modify a Capri, or you didn't want to touch well, it? You, well, I mean, you could, but you you'd kill yourself. <laughs> I mean, you used to kill yourself, not being modified. For me, the Capri would do nothing for it. If Ford came out saying, oh, "Here's the new Capri," I'd just be like, "Sure, whatever." Like, it's not enough, like not enough on an icon for me. But you like the new Nissan. Which I is love peculiar. the new Nissan. That's so, so cool. But did the launch car with the blue interior? It's disgusting. It's not coming here, but it's amazing. 400 horsepower. It's disaster. What? I want to import one from Japan. Oh, of course you yeah. do. <laughs> okay, so come on, guys. Let's know your tips. Uh, what, what do you think? Okay, hands up in the middle. Audi Quattro. Audi Quattro. That is actually Good a proper rear bias one. Proper rear bias. Okay, so an Audi Quattro. I think they could do it actually as well because you could do the looks, modernized looks really well. You're right, if they get the Quattro system sorted well, um, there's probably a platform there, whether it is an RS5 or even, would it, yeah, it'd be sort of on an RS5 platform. Yeah, the problem with making them like really rear biased and like really crashable, it's not really good for marketing. <laughs> really crashable. No, it's not really good for marketing. They bought this brand new car and everyone puts them around a tree. It's like like, uh, like old Ferraris. Type R. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like older Ferraris. Like they're a lot more safe now. And all these modern cars, they obviously all integrated with understeer for that reason. So you'd have to be a little bit careful with making it an absolute animal. And that's what Audi would get it wrong. We'd yeah. all go, the Quattro's come, this is so cool. And, it would look, and they would get it wrong because yeah. they, would, they would go too safe. Mm. It would be done, and you'd get in it and you'd go, oh, it's got none of the... And this, I think, is the big risk because we keep going through these ideas. We've got to remember where modern manufacturing is and, and that Kuntash kind of thing, that's nothing like the ordinary Kuntash. It might look a little bit like it, but I drove a Kuntash... It's awful. I mean, yeah. like, it's really a really bad car. But because of that, it's kind of brilliant. Like, the only time it was good is I got up to, like, fourth gear and I went to a roundabout and Paul was following me behind trying to film. And I thought, I'm going to chuck it in. I'll just see what happens. I was going to go... <laughs> oh, my... I thought I was going straight over the roundabout, like one of those viral memes. It was terrifying. But it was the only time I was excited. Yeah. So if they brought back the quadro, we'd get it, and it, and it, would, it would let us down, I think, over yeah. here. See, what do you like about the... Where are you going with this? A modern S2000. Says the man who turned up in an S2000. <laughs> but don't they, I mean, do they not already make, like, it's the MX-5, isn't it? Doesn't rev that high. I mean, so, okay, so this is where we battle, right? So you've got modern classics, which we all love and we enjoy and we go back to because they give us a, a period of time or cars that they don't make anymore. I personally don't think there needs to be a new S2000. I understand your commitment to your car. Um, I don't think they're going to off, like, it's not a car that needs to be celebrated necessarily. And also, just go buy an S2000. Like, yeah, it's yeah. Gonna, and the reason they don't rev so high is because you can't anymore. And that, that's the point with this Countach is it's, it's not what the Countach was. Mm. It's, it's bastardizing this iconic, brilliant, classic car that was on the wall of so many of our bedrooms. Yeah. Uh, or at least Tony's because he's old enough. But it's like that thing where 
how, what company could actually do this well? And I'm not sure there are many. Someone had a hand up here. Oh, at the front first. Testarossa. See, I don't think this is a bad shout. And I was thinking about this the other day. When the is it the two nine six or the two four six? I always call it wrong. Two nine two nine six. When the two nine six came out, and everyone was getting hyped about Dino vibes. I think Testarossa, basically a mid-engined eight twelve. That's a thing with the as a man, down the as, side. A man, as a manual. Not as a manual, that is death immediately. <laughs> but like, because let's face it, manual V12s, that's a rare thing from Ferrari. It would be a halo car, but that's fine. We can all take a halo Testarossa. What a, what a badge to bring back, kind of in a wedge type shape with that 812 engine. I, I, that's one of the best shouts, I think. That's a car that I would like to see. And he's like nine. <laughs> this is the future. Ferrari, call this man. He can run your marketing uh, he department. Knows, yeah. Yeah, he knows. Uh, just behind, what was... Alpha Spider, so the old sort of boat-shaped kind of beautiful one. So we spoke about this again at the end of season four. <laughs> Look at me pumping up season five. Uh, the Alphas have lost some of their appeal to the Petrohead community, right? Like we don't last off them so much Because they work. Because they work now, so yeah. they've got that charm. The old Alpha Spider, beautiful car. If Alpha were to bring it back, what's it going to be on, a one two four platform? Like an F-type rival in gen, like a... Oh, as, as an alpha spider, as an F-type rival. Hey, I would love it, but uh, Tony's now waving at my sister who's just turned up. Um, <laughs> looking like she's Beyonce with the biggest sunglasses <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Um, uh, and so, yeah, so I don't think they would do it. Like, if you look at the FCA brand, if alpha are going to bring it back, it's going to be on the 124, and then it's, it's an MX-5. So mm. I, I, th it's a, I like where you're going, but I don't think it would be done, it'd be done well. So I'm still leading towards Testarossa. So here we go. 2003 Clio V6, something from the Nissan platform. So you can try and wedge some kind of, hey, what about the new Z engine, that V6 400 horsepower in a Clio? Yeah. A rear wheel drive. I mean, that is death immediately. Yeah, that is complete death. Everyone will be upside down. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But what, I mean, like, I like that about the Clio V6 because it's still a death trap today. Like, that thing will send you sideways into a hedge in a second. Yeah. Renault... Renault wouldn't do it. It would be an EV, as we're seeing with the five. Um, but I would like them to try. And, you know, the GI Yaris, and uh, unfortunately, Mr. S2000 does have a GI Yaris, uh, is that right? The reason that that's been such a thing is bravo for, for Toyota for actually making it. I know initially it was a homologation idea, but well done for seeing that through and letting yeah. it come out onto the road. And we need more manufacturers to do that, I think. And you're right, some kind of hardcore Clio RS with a big chunky engine would be brilliant from Renault. Uh, I thought Fiesta would do one, you know. I thought Fiesta, they already no, no, I, no, I thought Fiesta would kind of make something to rival the Yaris. Like a, oh, sorry, okay, WRC Fiesta. Like a Larry one, yeah. yeah. It's not yeah. happening though, is it? No. Is that going electric as well? That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, anything else uh, at the back? A McLaren F1, so a, a modern... <laughs> Tony is really biting his tongue here. Well, yeah. It, uh, don't start on the T50. <laughs> I wanted to get sued again. Uh, I'm slagging off the car. The internet alarms. Um, but the F1... Okay, so the Speedtail. I had an experience in a passenger seat of a Speedtail recently. What an awful car. Like, just, I mean, like, literally. And the thing is, what I'm so glad about is there have been a few people who have now posted online about what an awful car that is. <sighs> It is, it's just dog poo. Like, okay, it looks kind of cool, 
and the seating position is kind of quirky for the first five seconds. Then it's uncomfortable. It's not quick. Like, Paul Wallace is a great actor. Uh, you know, we did a video, and he's like, wow! And I was like, oh, wow! It's so <laughs> um, The truth behind YouTube. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it doesn't feel fast, and it's annoying, and it's feeling good. And you can't move the central driver's seat. So it's actually a really bad driving position for that person in the middle. And the McLaren F1, I think, is almost too special to try and recreate. I think... It, it, there's some cars which you can't touch, right? Like a, like a, it already has been done. The Gordon Murray, which was just said at the front here, which, I mean, yeah, basically it's Gordon Murray saying, remember that cool car I built? I built another one. Um, it's just, yeah, I think almost leave it in, and hey, if modern McLaren Automotive try to rebuild an F1, I mean, that is a fire in the factory in oh, two seconds. Yeah, yeah, Can you yeah. imagine? For sure, And yeah. they charge five mil for it, and yeah, then yeah. they build a spider. Yeah. And, I mean, that's just and they a wouldn't sell any. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a nightmare. Um, any others? Uh, yeah. Lancia 037. So have you seen the Camara one? Okay, so this is an independent brand. They had it on display at Salon Privé. Uh, Salon Privé. <laughs> um, did you go uh, there as well? Yeah, mate. Busy weekend. Uh, when did you go there then? I went there yesterday morning. Oh, right. Yeah, I did three events this weekend. No need to show off. Well done, um, uh, Salon Privé. And it is, it's a resto mod, though. So it is a modern version, resto mod, 037 Shirelli. It's very cool. And let's face it, modern day Lancia, they shouldn't go near any cars. Um, so uh, I think Resto Mod Department is the route to go. And we've seen it with uh, Alpha, obviously, we've seen a lot of the, you know, Alphaholics kind of stuff. And uh, that stuff is cool, but own brands. Porsche, I don't think, and I don't think Porsche need to remake anything. They're bringing back, we're going to see the DuckTales to so some kind of classic this year. We're seeing a Safari. So they're already kind of doing it, which I think is, is cool to see. Yes. The Ford Bronco, fantastic shout. So yes, that I think is, and why did you giggle? No. Okay. I'm uh, about to. <laughs> a fantastic example of a brand doing it well, right? The Ford Bronco is not coming here because it's massive and it wouldn't fit in this room. But they've taken an icon and reinvented it. Is with it the truck thing? The, the big Bronco? truck, right. which I showed you when it launched. Yeah, yeah. And that's celebrating its iconic design, modern parts. It's done, that's done well compared to the Countach. So I think that's a very good shout. That's, that's a success. Yes. I really like the Defender, but there's a gap for Land Rover to have a compact utilitarian. Well, I tell you, scrap that, just get the Ineos Grenadier, the one which is basically what we, what we actually want, which is the rugged, proper off road. Because that's, you're right, that's where the, the Suzuki Jimny is too small, right? Like, it's mm. like, like, it's just a bit comical. Like, it's funny for a second. And yeah. Then, then it's crap. Uh, and then everything else, you know, G Wagon, Defender, even Land Cruiser, like, they're all too big and serious now. You want something a bit more sort of hands-on, rugged in look and feel, but then also has comfortable tech. For me, the Grenadier ticks all those boxes. So Have you driven that car yet? It's not drivable yet. It's still in... Oh, right. Yeah, it's, still it's, coming, it's definitely coming, yeah, in it? was at Goodwood. It was yeah, at Goodwood yeah. doing bits, and uh, they've done a few different bits and bobs. It's just, uh, anyway, so th that's... I agree, but I think Ineos are kind of doing that, which is clearly better than Land Rover, because the Defender's just not a... Def it's not a Defender anymore, is it? Well, it is. No. Hands up if you like the new Defender. <laughs> Would you buy a new Defender? <laughs> so all the hands went down. Yeah, but that's because of a <laughs> that's because of a reliability uh, and issue. Probably. Would you have the ninety hands up for if you get a ninety? If you get a one ten. Yeah, so all the practical yeah. people get the one ten. Too expensive, right? Yeah, it's a P four hundred, haven't it? Extended test drive, one ten, and it, it was awesome. All the black, everything looked really cool, but as big as the car as it was, 
Couldn't fit the buggy in the boot. In the one, in a one ten. I mean, it's a joke that car. It's a se- wait a minute. But it's so it's seven cool. seats. So cool. And how big's your buggy? <laughs> <laughs> the boot, because it's stacked. Because when you have the seats, you have to put the seats down to fit anything in it, right? And this is the thing. So we we spoke about this on WhatsApp whilst I was away. Uh, I was like, aside from the G wagon. I think the Defender was like the only other like state. You, just, you rock up in a G wagon everywhere. People go like, oh yeah, Kim Kardashian. Um, but Defender also has that kind of like yeah, cool vibe. And then Tony and Paul were kicked to jumping. Well, what about Eurus? What about DBX? But bloody good car that Eurus. I, I can't believe how good it is still. Really, mate? It's a re- what? What else competes with Eurus? Uh, DBX, uh, Bentayga. Re- DBX uh. doesn't compete with a, with a Eurus because they can't sell them. <laughs> what was someone saying something? The new KN, like a turbo S, or what's the one called? The, the, the GT. GT. That thing. Yeah, turbo GT. Yeah. RSQ8. So quite a few cars. That don't does, doesn't compete with it. The RSQ8 does not compete with the Eurus. No <laughs> chance. It's basically the same car. Um, well, I mean, it's not, but okay. Any final submissions for our car? Go on, right at the back. Uh, so the new Integra. The new Integra. Civic Type R platform, but an Integra. Oh, the Honda. Oh, I don't, well, what's he going on about? Yeah. <laughs> what's he talking about? <laughs> the nutter at the back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm not I'm sure you're not a nutter. <laughs> <laughs> I think Honda have the ability to still do some cool stuff, right? Like, I feel like, like of, of the brands, I feel like the Japanese... So, okay, this is going to seem like a bit of an ad because it kind of semi was. But yesterday I was at... Uh, uh, ah, the pigeons escaped. It's not made its way over here yet. Um a thing with Nissan, and they were launching an Aria, which is their new EV SUV. But what they've done is they've gone back to their Japanese heritage. You know, like a lot of modern Nissans, they've gone, you know, all built in the UK, and it's all sort of dulled down a bit. This one's like really, they've got loads of Japanese design elements and those like futuristic tech. And I'm like, that's cool. Like, you need to celebrate that. And I feel like the Japanese have the ability to do that kind of well, yeah. bringing back some classic marks and yeah. do it in a sort of subtle and cool way. Like the new Z, which we're not getting... <laughs> I'm going to still talk about that car until somebody finds me a way to get me one. Um, okay, we're going to take a last couple of suggestions. Yep, in the middle. M1. M1. Oh, M1, the, the BMW supposed supercar. The one with the slide... Uh, that's not the sliding door one, is it? Oh, no, the, yeah, I know, you know the, the one, one with the greater yeah, bag yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, the yeah. two badges. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a good point because BMW still don't really operate in that space. Right, There's not really a BMW supercar. <laughs> They've never really tried to get in that. We've had Audi R8s and uh, it's got the AMG and things like that. Mm. But what, BMW, I guess they just don't think that they need uh, to be uh, there. It's not just that, mate. It's about brand value, isn't it? And I, I think BMW know as a manufacturer, once they get to a certain price point, that's their price point. That's their limit. I, I, I think Mercedes, and I think this is because of the F1, I think they get away with it slightly. And I think Audi do because of their Le Mans stuff. They can hike the price a bit, but I think BMW would really struggle in that space for mm. that reason. Because yeah. once you get over a hundred grand, you're you're competing with Porsche and Aston, and BMW aren't that brand. Aren't in that realm? No. Well, as I say, like M5 CS, it's just it's a lot of money. It's just too much money. It's yeah. too much money. But I would like to see an M1, and I think they could do it probably on an eight series platform, something stupid like that. And it would be very dull down and very boring, but it would be a cool looking thing. So I think there's potential for manufacturers to do this. I just think they're always going to let us down. And that Kuntash, I think it just smelt of let's rip off a few more customers. I just want an 812 GTS. Do you? Yeah. I thought you wanted a Bentley. 
No, I want one of them as well. Do you want a Valkyrie spider? No. Because <laughs> let's face it, that's the biggest scam in the world. That is a huge scam. Let's keep our Valkyrie coupe customers waiting for five years, keep asking them for money, and then before we even launch that car or delivered any, we'll launch a spider. Yeah, so all them people then were going to go and buy the spider. No one's going to want the coupe now. I'd be fuming. I'd be absolutely fuming. Don't forget they've had seven or eight hundred grand or oh, the million euros or whatever. Six months, they call you up and ask for 250 grand. Yeah. Joke. Mental. Yeah. Anyway, well, look, I think that's going to bring an end to today's episode. We still have so much that we need to catch up on, but we've got to break it up into a few episodes. We have, yeah. Season five is here. Um, but we, we are so grateful once again to, to our amazing audience that have come down here today, bought our cars for the for the Rate My Ride section, and also got involved in the chat. Uh, we hope to see some of you again next week. I think some of you are coming back for, there we go, man at the front, uh, for our episode next week. And then we're going to start plotting and planning future BTG live events, which we're hoping are going to be around the country. More on that soon. We don't we're going on holiday. Well, no, you're going on holiday next week. Oh, <laughs> um, oh yeah, well, you'll be back in time. Uh, anyway, so thank you so much for everyone who's come. Uh, if you're watching, make sure to subscribe here to the YouTube channel. Turn on notifications so you don't miss future episodes. If you're listening, keep listening on whatever platform you want to listen to. Uh, and Tony, he's at Tony Gravel Castles on most social media platforms. I'm at Seen Through Glass on most social media platforms. And what's up with you, Cat? Oh, my God, I can never finish these episodes. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> 